0: this series is for you experienced agent. This series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today, not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the agent power hub. Hi
1: everyone.
2: Thank you so much for joining today. Hi Jess. Um, Thank you, Jess, for having your camera on. It helps to feel like I'm actually speaking to someone as opposed to all of these static images that happen so often on Zoom calls. (laughs) Uh, So today I want to, um, first of all, thank you so much to the Agent Power Huddle team for inviting me to speak today. I'm kind of excited about this. Um, And it's been a great uh, distraction from a lot that's been going on lately to be able to work on this. Um, so one of the things that um, I've been able to do for a long time now for my business is be able to um, is be able to use um, various creative strategies in building um, in building my business and helping buyers and sellers. And so today, what I want to share with you is one of my favorite strategies, which is called the FHA two hundred three K loan. Um, so one second, I'm going to jump in here and switch to a little, look, I tried to do a quick presentation and it didn't go well. So um, I apologize if this seems a little bit all over the place. Um, it, yeah, so just bear with me today. Um And while I'm pulling that up, um, I'll just share with you. So I am in the San Francisco Bay Area here in California. I know I have agents here all over the country. Um, And so some of these things that I'll share with you, you'll want to see some of the specific information for your area. But um, the main thing is that it is a loan program that can be used everywhere. And I feel like it's a, a really great way to be able to um, do some different things to help build your business. So, share screen. Okay, so um, what we're going to talk today about is the FHA 203k loan and why it is my favorite thing to use. I actually have um, two clients in escrow right now using it. Um, to buyers in escrow and that I actively went out to find the properties using this loan program
1: to get my clients in escrow. So come on, all right. So the
2: um, FHA 203k loan is a loan, it's a purchase loan program that you can get all of the renovation costs of your um, property wrapped into the loan and so um, a lot of people when they hear first a lot not a lot of people know about it second those who do get a little bogged down by the process and so kind of shy away from it and especially uh, the lenders so trying to find a lender that actually works with it can sometimes be challenging um, but I want to share with you why it's a tremendous opportunity for your clients, both sellers and buyers, and how you can make this work for you. So, a little bit real quick about me. So, look, I found this old business card from when I first got started in real estate in 2001. And it's like, wow, that's Katrina with hair. Um, <laughs> my hair has been short for 18 years. So, <laughs> uh, I became a licensed realtor in 2001. And Before the term house hacking was coined, um, I was doing creative strategies with house hacking back in 2002, 2003. And I became a loan officer five years ago in 2018. And I'd already known about the 203K program, but had not actively used it until I became a loan officer. Um, And then combining it with what I knew about house hacking, which we'll get into in a second. Um is how I started using 203k loan to my advantage basically and my client's advantage um so I want to start out with how you can use it to get buyers in homes now. So what I oops, what I actively do is let's go with this scenario. you have a buyer they're pre-approved let's say they're pre-approved up to five hundred thousand but of course that client wants everything. They want the house that's really pretty, that everything's been done. And yes, our market has shifted in a good way for buyers. And so sellers are more amenable to um, giving credits towards buying down interest rates or credits towards closing costs, Um, but there's still not as much wiggle room. So I had a lot of buyers who sit on we are kind of just sitting there trying to find properties. We keep trying to find properties and we're not finding the right one. So what I do is I actively go onto the MLS and look and see what properties are sitting. And more, than off, more often than not, the properties that are sitting are the ones that need a lot of work done. The sellers won't come down low enough for an investor to buy that. And a buyer says, I'd like to, but I don't have the money to do that. I don't have the money to fix up that property. Enter the 203K loan. Um, So, the 203K loan, you can actively go and look for those properties and help your clients have vision. And when you help your clients have vision, you can um, show them how they can take a property that needs that work and make it their own and make it the pretty house that they want um, using the FHA 203k loan. So with the FHA 203k loan, you can then go to a seller and say, guess what? I can buy your property as is, and, or my buyer can buy the property as is, and the buyer's gonna take responsibility for everything that's wrong with the property or challenged with the property. And the 203k loan will allow you to do up to $200,000 of work on that property wrapped as the loan. Now, granted, the buyer has to be able to qualify for the after repaired value. So their debt to income ratios, it's still, um, all of those numbers still have to work. However, this is a way that you can then go find a property that in the scenario where they're pre-approved up to $500,000, that property that's, sitting around 375 or 400 but that needs work and you can go in and create a win-win scenario so that is why i love this program um some say thinks, the last word again katrina sorry yes <laughs> um so you can go in and you can say and i'm using five hundred thousand. however i am in the bay area so i'm aware that our prices are a bit higher here um and we'll get into FHA loan limits in just a second. Uh, but basically, you can say if your buyer is pre-approved up to five hundred thousand and you go and you go on the MLS and you find a property that's listed around 375 400 but needs work, there's room there to be able to get the rehab costs financed into the loan still within your client's
1: um, pre-approval amount and um, get all the work done as part of the purchase. And you guys feel free to stop me because there's so much information that if you have
2: questions, it's not a problem. Please, as I'm going along, feel free to ask those questions. now one of the things i want to so sorry i just want to
3: piggyback it. off the last question yep um so just hypothetically if a person is pre-approved up to 500k mm-hmm. um when they're considering there whoever the lender is mm-hmm. the repairs that need to be done on that property yep. where do they get that figure like let's say the kitchen bathrooms everything needs to be redone right and if we yep. got three different quotes, they'd be three different price ranges. So how do they determine what an actual figure is per room to then give you a figure? So then that way they know what your buyer qualifies for and how much they'll have to pay for rehab.
2: Well, so this is the reason why I believe in going backwards with it. So let's say, and Jess, you're also here in the Bay, so we can talk Bay Area numbers because... Um, but again, um, <laughs> both the clients that I have in ESCO right now are both properties in Oakland, and both of those properties we were able to get in contract in the four hundred thousand price range. Okay. Both of those buyers qualify. One of them qualifies up to five seventy five. The other one qualifies up to seven hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. So on scenario A, they are qualified for five seventy five. I found a property that was listed for 475. Okay. It's in um in Oakland. It needs work. It's a smaller house. It's a 2 bedroom, 1 bath. That's just around 900 square feet. That's on almost a 5000 square foot lot. Okay? So, then another thing you're going to want to do is get to know your zoning laws really well. Okay? Because when you do, especially if you live somewhere that, um, for those of you who know the term ADU, Accessory Dwelling Unit, because of so many unhoused people throughout the country, but especially um, there's so many in California, um, we have a lot of ordinances throughout the state that the, um, the counties and the cities are actively pushing homeowners, property owners, towards adding units to their property. So because this property is on a 5,000 square foot lot and small house, I know that they can add a whole nother unit in the back. They actually can add two based on the zoning laws where this property is.
3: So if you're using zoning laws, then it's uh,
2: permitted. Yes. So anything that's done through FHA 203K must be permitted because the lender is is the one who's going to go through and make sure that everything's done according to code that all permits are pulled, Um, but this is why it helps your buyer because the buyer is normally very concerned about all these things. And when you know all of this information up front, it helps you go in and negotiate with that seller because that seller's property has been sitting and they don't don't see a way to get anywhere close to their price. So as long as we make all the numbers work, there's a win-win. Now, in answer to your question regarding the multiple contractors, Uh you're actually going to, one, you're going to partner with a lender who knows this program, who has contractors who already also work with the program. Okay. Because then you're not going to go in and get necessarily a ton of bids. You might get one or two. Um, but all of that is going to be done during your contingency period. Sometimes I do it beforehand. Like I, I do these so often that now I'll call my contractor and like, hey, this property has been sitting, come and look at it and tell me what, you, give me a quick ballpark on what you think it's going to take. Okay. And we'll do just a quick estimate in order for me to do the offer. And then during our contingency period, we'll tighten up the numbers in order to actually present them to the lender.
3: Okay, do you think that because of all of these moving parts, the close of escrow period is extended?
2: So when you have a lender who actually knows it and they have the contractor, um, there's also a third part, there's a, a neutral third party card called the HUD consultant that the lender requires when the project is over $35,000 of repairs to come in. And they're basically like your project manager. They come through and they make sure that... Um, that everything's being handled correctly, that that contractor is staying on schedule, that everything is being done to code, that every they handle the whole thing. So again, for the buyer who's going, oh no, how do I do all this? I've never done Nope, that's what the HUD consultant's for.
1: Um,
2: yeah. And their cost is normally only somewhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred and $1,500 for the HUD consultant. Every uh, Everything else is wrapped into the loan. So okay. um, yeah, well, so it's not like there's a whole huge fee that there is for them
0: quick question. Are you loving this podcast? We record it live Monday through Friday at 8am Pacific on zoom. Want to join us live? Go to agentpowerhuddle.com. Next month, we're changing the format to only release two podcast episodes per week. So if you still want the replays of the daily version, you'll need to start going to our website, agentpowerhuddle.com to hear every episode. All right, back to the show.
2: Yeah, so it's not like there's a whole huge fee that there is for them.
3: Got it. Can I ask you one last question yeah, just regarding sure. those zoning laws? Um, mm-hmm. You said that we should know them. I'm aware of the what you're saying about the ADU, but it's not a requirement to have info about the ADU. It just adds no, no, value. No. Is that right? No,
2: it adds value and it just yeah. makes you feel way more it like helps. Like the more I know about a zoning law, the more I can go on the MLS and go, oh, I know what I could do here and I know what yeah. I could do here. And yeah. So that's the only reason why you don't have to know that information at all whatsoever.
3: Could you use the FHA loan, this loan to add the ADU or it's just for the yes. main property? Yes, you can.
2: You can. And ah. um, let me tell you, I love this program so much. You basically only have to have a house that has a porch and a, and a one wall and you can do anything as long as it's up to 200,000. But of course, we know to build from scratch, it's going to cost more than that. Yeah. Um, But if you had a client that say they had one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand on their own and they needed to then use this to make up the difference. Yeah. Because I've had that on a fire damage property before. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's definitely options there. Um, But there's just a lot of flexibility that you have with the program.
3: So it takes time to build an ADU. Do they send someone out after you close? to take a look at the progress of the ADU or the ADU has to be built before close of escrow?
2: No, no, no. So none of this is done during escrow. You close escrow and then all the work starts after close of escrow and all the payments for the loan during construction are all wrapped into the loan. So a client, technically speaking, like I had a client who did this with a duplex four years ago and we closed escrow in 30 days. And, um, the, all the construction was done for both units on the duplex four months later. And so then she moved into one and rented out the other. Oh, by the way, this is an owner occupant only loan. It is not for investors. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. No, this is, I, I love talking about this. Uh, Lenora, do you have a question?
1: Yes, I'm sorry, The oh, no worries. Uh, I missed, uh, I missed a small part. Uh, so, um,
2: because of technical issues, uh, so I no wanted worries. to know. Uh, I heard that uh, basically there are some contractors that are specialized in this, so mm-hmm. they're able to give an estimate. Mm-hmm. But how how do we find uh, a loan officer that is specialized in uh,
1: uh, FHA 203? So, and um, yeah, in, in our city, yeah.
2: So a couple of things. One, if you're not, I can always reach out to different lenders in your cities. You guys can always reach out to me. Um, I forgot to put my email address on this, um, but you guys can always email me, at um to help you find a lender in your city. You also can, um, can check. Of course, there's always Google uh, as far as finding that. Um, and yeah, it's really one of those things that you're going to want to network to find someone locally who specializes in it. But again, I am part of a really large network, um, a Facebook group of brokers all over the country. So I just let me know what your city is and I can say, Hey, who does 203k in this area? I have a client for you. Um, cause I do believe, even though there's some of us who do loans across the country, I do believe for 203k, you want someone who knows your area because then they're going to have the connections for the contractor and uh, the HUD consultant. Because it's really, this system works easiest. And also, Jess, I just realized I didn't answer your question about how long for escrow. Normally, if you have someone who knows how to do this program well, they can get it done in 30 to 40 days. It only takes longer when the pieces of the puzzle, when someone doesn't have a system that works like clockwork, So for instance, the first deal I ever did with this, I just got a contractor who didn't know anything about the process. It took him forever to do the paperwork. It turned out um, they actually, the lender actually checks the references of the contractor. It turned out he'd never done a project this big. And so he wasn't approved. And so those are the things that will take longer when you have a HUD consultant or a contractor who don't know exactly how everything works but when you have contractors and head consultants and everybody who kind of works together all the time, it moves really
1: quickly. Yeah, so yeah. Um, Laura, did you have another question? Okay, Debbie. Oh, okay, so my question is, so if it's a FHA uh, loan program, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This,
2: does this apply for somebody that is getting
1: down payment assistance?
2: So can yes, they do, that they do have, they do have um, where you can do down payment assistance with 203K. Now, one last thing on that, the rates are higher for a 203K loan um, because the lender is taking all of the risk. Um, so for instance, a client right now that I had, Approved for 5.75 interest rate, traditional FHA. Um, her, their interest rate on a FHA 203K is 7%. Um, so with down payment assistance, that goes up even higher.
3: How long do they have to be in the current loan before they can
1: refi? Six months. Okay. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the... That's
2: the only reason why I try to shy away from down payment assistance. If we can, if there's any way to get gift funds, you know, one of the great things about an FHA loan is that you can have up to six non-occupant co-borrowers on a loan. So if someone needs help with income, if someone needs help with um, down payment as far as gift funds from a family member or something like that, uh, it makes sense to try that route before using down payment assistance. If they can, if they can't, That's fine. That's why we have
1: those options. Katrina, can you, excuse me, uh, can you state, hi,
2: how many non-borrowers can be on the loan again? Up to six, up to six non-occupant co-borrowers. And let me confirm that maybe they might've reduced it to four. I don't think so. I believe it's still six.
1: Okay. Well, it's good to know that there can be non-borrowers you don't have to mm-hmm. verify right this very second.
2: Yep. But um so in in along with that Carol I mentioned earlier uh, one of the escrows I have going right now it's a father son who are buying a single family home in Oakland but the upstairs is big enough that we're going to turn that into an ADU and we have it under contract just under 500,000. And it's in an area that the the comps would put it up to 900,000 if it had the ADU added to it. So we're gonna go ahead and do that. But the son is getting ready to go to law school. Um, and so he's only been working part-time and she was studying for the LSATs and everything. So his dad is going on as a non-occupant co-borrower to help him get the loan and also help him with the down payment and the property that they're buying. He plans to go to Cal for law school. Um, Cal Berkeley. And so they're buying the property in Oakland so he can live in the upstairs unit and rent out the downstairs unit and have rental income while he's in law school.
1: This is why I love this program. Because the creative things that we can do. Okay. So, um, let's see, make sure there's nothing else that I forgot on here. Nope, um, And I will... Autumn, is there a way for me to get them these
2: slides once we're done? Uh,
1: yeah, you can just send them to us. Um, you
2: okay. have Lisa's contact information or do you want mine? Yeah, no, 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 I have. So yeah, I'll send this, I'll clean this up and I'll send this to you guys so that um, you guys have it in order to refer to. Um, and then, like I said, if you guys want to reach out to me with any questions, I actually only do loans for my clients. I I am a real estate broker full time. I focus on um, traditional buyers and sellers. I just love having this as an option, but I feel like there's so many opportunities out there for agents to be able to creatively find a way to get your buyers in escrow. But I also want to show you how to use this to increase your housing inventory. Um, So let's say
1: you have those clients that, um, that want to be able to... Wait a minute did
2: I just go backwards? I went backwards. Um, Let's say you have um, those clients that want to sell their home and they want to be able to get a certain amount. Again, like I mentioned earlier, they want to sell it a certain amount. Their house needs work. They don't have money to put into it. They don't want to use Kerbio or any of those other services in order to fix up their house and pay for things out of escrow later. Well, here's a way that you can tap into another buyer pool um, with your marketing. And if you're this listing agent that understands this and you can educate your seller on it, and then you're open to it with buyers. Like a lot of times there's buyers out there who want this and buyers agents who go, yeah, seller's never going to accept a 203k offer. That's not true. If you actually know how to present it to them and show how it's a win-win. So if you can find that house, that's smaller, that can be added, um, that can be added on to, or has a lot that can be added. Um, an ADU, a 203K loan is a way that you can say, "Hey, are you interested in doing this?" We have a property here that our clients are open to selling using this program. Um, if you have if you've always wanted to get into commercial um, real estate or you see commercial but want to know if it's possible to make it residential. I have here three options um, or actually four options to share with you. If you live in an area where you have commercial and residential near each other or the city ordinances are open to changing commercial properties into residential, we're having that a lot here um, recently in the Bay Area, you can use the FHA 203k loan in order to convert a small commercial into a residential. Um, You can add residential to it. You can take a five to eight unit property that say is all studio apartments and make them for two bedroom units. You can do all of that with the FHA 203K loan.
1: Jess, you have a question? Okay. Um, That was my question. I was just
3: like, wait a minute. Did she just say you can add a house? Wait a minute.
1: (laughs) Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, So yes, you can do that. And I'm seeing... Um,
2: and I just saw that you guys put some questions in the chat. Carol, yes, that is my correct email address. Thank you. Um, yes, Nia, it's a ton of information. <laughs> I knew I was like, I'm gonna feel like I just have diarrhea in my mouth with all the stuff I'm talking about. No, this is
3: great. <laughs> this is so great.
2: Um, yes, so Nia, that is actually something I do as well. An existing a homeowner can refinance their small house with the 203k and add on ADU. You can also use, a, there's a three, 203k refinance in order for someone who has an older home in order to just rehab their home. Um, so I actually I had a client who her mom didn't want to move out of, there, out of her house in San Francisco. Uh, she'd been there for four years, but it was, she's older and, and needed to be and not only needed to be upgraded, there needed to be changes made so that she could still live there um, as she was aging. And so we were able to do all that with 203K law. Um okay. I know we're it's just about 8:30, so I want to make sure
1: that I haven't missed anything. Um let's see.
2: Oh, uh it is only for one to four units, so it's residential only. So one to four units. Um, and some other ways that you can use it to add housing, like I said, five to eight units, you could turn those into four units. You can, um, for a fourplex, if you have a buyer that's living in one of the units and renting out the other three units, um, you can't, if those other units need to be upgraded, you can then go ahead. And like when I mentioned earlier, how I started out with house hacking. That's a way that, again, I'm I'm in the Bay Area, so I mentioned a lot of stuff here. Everyone talks about how expensive it is to live here, and there's a way that I used to get people into properties was, hey, you can't afford to buy by yourself, and neither can your friend. Why don't you guys go buy a duplex together? But that property needs work. Use a two hundred three k loan in order to do that. Um, and so you can do that with one, with two units, you can do that with four units. You can have four friends that buy a property together, or two who. Live in two units and then rent out the other two, so they have income. Um, again, I could go down the rabbit hole of all the different ways you could use this. And like I said, I will, um, I will get this fixed up and then I will send this over so you guys have all the notes um, on everything you can do with this. I'm trying to see if there's anything I wanted to make sure it gets included that I didn't. Oh, <clears throat> one last quick item. I know it's time for us to be done. Uh, FHA loan limits. So almost every year, um, FHA raises their loan limits. The FHA just raised them again, January 1st. So look on, and I saved the link earlier.
1: Um, let me escape out of here.
2: Um, there's a website that you can go to that gives you all of the FHA loan limits. And I'm going to, no, I won't put it in chat. Thought I was going to be able to, but it's not going to let me. Um, I just got my Mac and I have not been able to go between when I have two separate tabs open in Chrome at the same time. So anyway, Um, uh, but I will put that on the slides as well for you to find your loan limits, or you can just Google FHA loan limits for 2023, and then you can grab exactly what your loan limits are in your area. And it's really important to know these, especially if you're in a high cost area because they're higher in higher price areas. Like for instance, in the Bay Area, you can use an FHA loan with only three and a half percent down, up to a million, one million eighty thousand. Um, on a single family, on a duplex, it's like up to a million three on a uh triplex, it's up to a million five, on a fourplex, it's up to a million seven, I believe. So know what it is for your area rocky i know you're in southern california so yours are similar to ours. um so make sure you find that out for you what's your fha loan limits because then when you go to mls you can work backwards or the same thing for your listing that helps you for your listings know how to be able to move forward um, on pricing and everything accordingly to be able to use this as a strategy so i hope that wasn't too much information i know it was a lot (laughs) <laughs> like i said there's so much as you could do with this which is why i wanted to share with you guys everything you can do
1: um but yeah if you guys have any questions i'm still here like i said i know we're supposed to be done at 8 30 so no this was awesome thank you so much you're welcome another opportunity
2: It is, it really is. And if you guys guys need help, like just if you have a scenario with, if you have a buyer who's pre-approved and you just want to know, hey, how can I go on the MLS and see how I can creatively find something to get this client in contract? Um, Thank you, Nia. I did just see that. Um, She just just reminded me that we could use three fingers in order to switch between the tabs. And I totally forgot about that. Anyway, um, but yeah, you can... (laughs) You can absolutely um reach out to me and I can show you how you can go backwards in the MLs to find
1: a deal for your client in a way that you wouldn't have thought of before using this program I would certainly love to know of a lender down in my area. Okay, I think I have a lender down in your area who does yeah okay. who does this awesome. yep. yep. Thank you. Hi, Petrina. I see you driving and raising. <laughs>
2: um, did you have a question or are you just saying hi? hi? Oh, there you go. I was saying hi. Thank you. And that I was
1: interested in my area as well, as far as a Linda 203. Yeah, I have to the 203. Where are you? That I, I'm in Williamsburg, Virginia. Oh,
2: yes. I do know someone out there who does this. Yes. Okay. Yep. Thank you.
1: I'll email you. Yes, please do. Thank you. And the information Mm -hmm. has been great. Okay. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Anything? Thank you so much for sharing this. Yeah, I would love to find out how you found the homes on the MLS again, too. Oh, Lanny, we could totally do that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, no, it's fun to be able to go in there and work backwards. And as a matter of
2: fact, really fast, I'll just share with you guys, go to your MLS, go look for properties that have been sitting on the market for longer than 30 or 60 days, whatever is out of the norm for your area. Um, Like I know here in Oakland, California, anything has been sitting on the market for over, let's say 45, 60 days, it's either tenant occupied or there's something wrong with property otherwise they're not sitting unless somebody just priced them they're still stuck in old pricing but
1: um but yeah it's normally one of those two things so those are where you can go in and negotiate yep all righty well thank you everyone thanks for joining this was fun